0: so many of our ancestors was killed because we have never accepted slavery we had to live on it but we've never wanted it so we know that this flag is drenched with our blood so what the young people are saying now give us a chance to be young men respected as a man as we know this country was built on the black back of black people across this country and if we don't have it you ain't gonna have it either that's what they're saying and people ought to understand that I, I don't see why they don't understand that. they know what they've done to us all across this country they know what they've done to us That was a word from the notable, the legendary Fannie Lou Hamer, who had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Fannie. Fannie was mostly known for being the vice chairwoman of the Freedom Democratic Party. She's also the co-founder of the National Women's Political Caucus. Fannie was a civil rights leader. An advocate for women's rights, civil rights, voting rights. She was a community organizer. She was a wife, a daughter. She had two children as well. I hope you rest in Fanny. I know you rest in. After the life you had here on this earth, the hell these white people put you through, physical torture that you endured, but still found a way to persevere and just keep going because you had a passion for the people. You had a passion for what was right. It's just what was right. And you knew what was right. You felt it in your heart and that's how you led. That's how you, that's how you walked. That was your purpose. <sighs> we honor you, Fannie Lou Hamer. What's up, Hunger Family? Thank you for tuning in and welcome to episode 11 of season four of the Hunger Podcast, a Philly based culture and society podcast from a Black queer perspective. I am your host and producer, Eric Cole, better known as Tennis Bay. Be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast and social media platform by searching at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. And if you click that link that's in the profile, not only will you have access to season four, you can listen to the most recent episode as well directly in that link. But I also have some merch in there. So I have my relax your shoulders cup relax your shoulders t-shirts sweatshirts beanies and fitteds so i really appreciate everybody for um supporting me so far like it's been really dope to see the orders come in but what's even crazier is when i actually see you guys wearing the t-shirt or sporting it sporting the coffee mug well i just got my coffee mug um so i'm I'm just that's just really dope. I know that probably seems like a a little thing, but it 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 means a it means a lot it's kind of a big thing because that's something I was wanting to do for a long time. I'm going through bonfire right now um because they make it really easy to do the kind of drop shipping where I don't have to really hold any inventory because Lord knows y'all I don't need any other jobs like i don't <laughs> Like, my friends are always telling me, like, Eric, you're always working. And they have to, like, really be on me to take time for myself. So y'all got to remind me, too. Like, <laughs> I'll be working. But look, it's a lot to do when you're trying to build a kingdom. Okay? You can't. <laughs> Everybody don't have the luxury, okay, of vacationing and chilling all the time. Um, or just shooting the shit. I would rather be working, honestly and truly. But I understand the value in taking those breaks and enjoying life and smelling the roses and just like, taking a step back and looking at what you've already done. You know, we, we're always doing so much, going forward, moving forward, pressing forward, thinking about what's next, what can I do next, what's the next goal, what I, what haven't I accomplished. That I want to accomplish. Sometimes you got to pause. You have accomplished a lot. How the hell you think you got to where you are right now? Look at you. Like, just stop and look around you. Everything that is around you is a world that you've been able to materialize and, and, and put together because of the, the decisions and the choices that you've made in your life up until this point. You know, when I think of that, it just furthers... It empowers me even more to know that I'm in control of my story. And if I love where I'm at and where I'm going, great. You know, stay true to that and and, and write some other shit into there. OK, draw, you got to draw out the lines and around the lines sometimes. Right. But most importantly, if you don't like where you're at, you're the author. You can you can make those changes. I think the power is unlocking that releasing those shackles of I can't control this or I can't live a better life. I can't feel better. This is just how it is. This is just how it's supposed to be. I think the most challenging part is getting over that and realizing and accepting a new truth for yourself. And that's when we start to find freedom. You know, you got to rewrite that narrative. You know, think about the story that... We're telling ourselves, and that we're telling other people about ourselves. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So this is well, y'all already know. This is you should know. This is going to be another check-in episode, and I also have um, my hung ups for the week. And I'll return next week with an a guest. I'm actually excited about um, collaborating with Tony, Tony the Lightworker on Instagram. We are going to have a really dope conversation. So first. Let me go ahead on and check in with y'all. So my week basically started off with Tanache. She was here at TLA Theater Living Arts here in Philly. And I had a good time. That's why my voice is hoarse, because I was struggling. I was struggling. But you you were going to hear me that night. You were going to hear me that night, and I, <laughs> I was singing along to pretty much every song and dancing. I went with some really close friends and another friend who came from out of town that I hadn't seen in a long time. All of us to stands, so <laughs> it was a good time. I think, well, at first I was going to say that was my first concert since um, COVID, but my first one was Chrisette Michelle when I talked about that with um sterling here a few episodes ago but i got my life Tanache. you are amazing two hours straight two hours straight no costume change sis just kept going she threw on a coat and, and and kept going and she gave us the vibes that we that we love that came out years ago but she also gave us um stuff from her her most recent album and the one before this one and everybody was having a good time it was a mixed crowd um black people white people you saw everybody um and it was just a really good time wasn't no fighting y'all was fighting now which concert was it I saw on Twitter that the, the girls were fighting down at the Tanache concert, but not here in Philly, um, <laughs> ironically, right? <laughs> yeah um, Tanache is really a performer. The, the, like she's just really a performer and she knows how to connect with the crowd. I had a good time and I cannot wait to see Tanache again. And then the following day, uh, one of my neophytes from my fraternity got married. So, (laughs) and I'm just, when I tell y'all, this was a beautiful black affair. And they went all out. They went all out. And it's interesting because I've always been the person that thought, If I did get married, it wouldn't be nothing crazy. I wouldn't be spending a whole lot of money. I don't want to spend a whole lot of money on my outfit and my suit. And I'm not going to be changing and doing nothing crazy and spending a whole bunch of money. Lies. Lies. Come on now. This wedding, it it was just so beautiful. And they went all over out down to the little, little details. And I really like that they had like, cause the church, the reception, the after party was all in like the same little complex. Um, The food was good. The service was really good. And it was just, I got a little emotional. I mean, besides the fact that this guy is my neophyte and I've watched him, First come into the organization as such an accomplished man, but have also now have watched him over the past few years grow and 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 accomplish even more. To see him then find the love of his life and become engaged to this beautiful, beautiful black woman. Spellman, Spellman girl, beautiful black woman, to see them be engaged and then take that extra step seeing her walk down that aisle in that beautiful white gown oh my god it was just like it felt like a sacred moment and I ain't gonna lie look we, we I know we're not supposed to be comparing people's situations and all of that but hell I'm human got me thinking about my own shit like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, listen, I'm just like, wow. Like, what what am I doing? I, I I work a lot, and I'm spending so much time trying to build this life that I see for myself, and that <clears throat> and that I that I want to have. And and I feel like once I grasp that, I'll be a better man, a better boyfriend, and I'll be able to. Be in the relationship that I want and that I deserve, and I'll be able to give that person the life and the things and the and everything that they deserve. All this, and it's just like we we do a lot of a lot of preparation. I ran into um, a lesbian couple over the weekend, and this conversation came up. I was like. How did the conversation came up? We, we were talking about kids and, you know, people, we were just talking about whether or not we wanted to have kids. And, <laughs> you know, it's always the same thing that you hear. I want to wait. I'm trying to save up. I want to get my credit right. I'm waiting to buy the house. I'm waiting for the right time. Everybody's waiting for the right time. Meanwhile, the time is just slipping by. That's actually the only thing that's not waiting. <laughs> time is, is moving, moving, moving. And we're constantly reminded of that. It's just like, how much time are we wasting planning? How much time have we spent planning where we could actually be living and experiencing the life that we deserve to have, that we're just steady planning for? that we think we're not able or that we think we're not capable of, or we're not ready for. What if we don't know that? Especially for those of us, listen, I've been very open and honest with you guys. I'm in therapy and a lot of us are doing the work, (laughs) doing, doing the work in many different ways. Um, And it looks different for everybody, but it's just like, That right there is proof that we know we don't have it all together. We don't have all the answers to everything. And how I feel today may not be how I feel tomorrow. And it definitely may not be how I feel in a week or in a month or in a year from now. As I'm growing, as I'm evolving, as I'm doing the work, as I'm healing. Do you understand what I'm saying? How do we know sometimes we think we know what's best for us but have you ever considered that maybe we don't sometimes and it's okay to say that I don't know what's best for me sometimes or when it comes to a certain thing in my life you can you can point to it and say these are the things or this is the thing So I'm hung up I'm hung up on everybody's just it just seems like everybody's getting married having babies <laughs> or it could, it just could be, you know, we've been in, in the pandemic. We've been on, on lockdown and it's just been, and you know, I, I heard about this on the news several years, um, several months back that being, you know, to get being stuck together in the house, people are creating families. People are, as our girl, Janet said, planning for a family, and <laughs> in, in, in having families and in, in creating and in getting married and building buying homes <laughs> you know I just had an episode about that Close, a close friend of mine I just bought a home so there's just so much to be encouraged by alright so I'm, I'm hung up this week I'm hanging up on Miss Dave Chappelle who is just Like a lot of y'all niggas, obsessed with gay shit. And I mean, Dave is supposed to be, and I mean, has proven himself to be a skilled comedian who is hella funny and hella talented. Dave, why are you still, these are the same jokes, the same jokes that you're riding on coming out bashing gay folks, specifically trans folks, um... And you get a lot of backlash for it, and rightfully so. And I'm kind of like, I'm thinking back to the interview that I had with Kendra Crump, comedian from Atlanta. I asked her this question, you know, if comedy, if it made sense that comedy was that one space where people are going to be inappropriate, people are going to be and can be and can be offensive, And it was just something to kind of accept. But when shit like this happens, especially like time and time again, you know, you start to feel like, no, it's not cool. It's not acceptable. And just because you're a comedian doesn't mean that you are not going to be held accountable for the things that you say out your mouth. So let me read a little bit from Yahoo Entertainment article. Titled "Dave Chappelle Faces Backlash Over New Netflix Special Ridiculing Trans People," it says Dave Chappelle is facing allegations of transphobia and homophobia over remarks in his Netflix special "The Closer." The special, his sixth and last for now, with the streaming service since a 2016 deal, came out Tuesday and immediately sparked backlash, including from Glad and the National Black Justice Coalition for jokes directed at the LGBTQ plus community, specifically trans people. At the show, recorded at the Fillmore in Detroit in August, Chappelle, who had long been criticized for remarks about LGBTQ plus people, stirred things up again by making comments like gender is a fact. Every human being in this room, every human being on Earth had to pass through the legs of a woman to be on Earth. That is a fact. He went on to make fun of the genitalia of trans women. Chappelle also defended Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, who has faced allegations of transphobia for years. And the article just goes on to talk about how Dave Chappelle also came out and supported the baby. He brought up, you know, in our country, you can shoot and kill a nigga, but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. Like, And y'all think this stuff is funny, and this is why it's harmful. It's harmful because Dave Chappelle is—he reminds me of a of a um, shade room, and the audience is just going to eat all of this nonsense and ignorance up. And not only are they going to eat it up, they're going to live it. They're not. See, see, folks aren't intelligent enough to just take a joke. Right. Which is what these comedians like Dave always saying. Just take a joke. It's just a joke. Like what? You're talking to human beings, Americans. So, you know, damn well, they can't just take a joke and they're not going to just take a joke. They're going to live it. They're going to breathe it and they're going to spread that shit. They're going to go online. They're going to share it. They're going to retweet it. And it's gonna be offensive and it's gonna be harmful. We talk about the suicide rate of the LGBTQ plus community. We talk about the mental health needs of the people in the LGBTQ plus community. And the things like this are extremely harmful. And it's not okay. It's not okay. So Dave Chappelle going through it and and, and getting canceled and getting called out and all of the things. And at the end of the day, when you want to use your platform, you feel like you got the right to say whatever it is that you want to say. It's just true. In this country. It's true. But then you also have to deal with the repercussions. And that may go directly to your pockets. Because that that seems to be the only thing that gets people's attention in this country. Because that's what everybody care about, is money. So when you start impacting people's pockets, that's when you can actually... That's when you'll get the the fake-ass apology. Yeah? Even though I don't see Dave Chappelle ever doing anything like that. (laughs) But then again, you never know. You never know. Because the people are definitely coming for Dave And it's not an apology that we're looking for anyway. And even if he did, no one would really care. Or most people would not care about that. There's some really deeply rooted issues. Homophobia, transphobia, femophobia that we are constantly battling every single day in our community. And straight Black men you all are really just turning into a terror. And, ah, I couldn't even enjoy the beautiful moment at the wedding without witnessing some homophobia. It's just like, y'all, y'all really have an issue with people living their lives and living their truth. And when you feel like they're not entitled to that, or you don't believe in the same truth that they believe in for the, themselves, you take it upon yourself to assault those individuals or to assault those communities. And, and then you seek to, to, to reel in and, 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 and to get people to side and to agree with you. And to join you in mocking and tearing down other communities. And I mean, hell, maybe the jokes, some of the jokes might be, wouldn't be as harsh or taken as um, offensively if y'all were actually out here doing the work, marching with us, talking with us, getting to know us, working with us, helping us. I mean, hell, y'all don't even want to do all Black Lives Matter. You just want to do Black Lives Matter. All Black Lives Matter. You don't even want to do that. That's a problem. Saying LGBTQ+, say it, it's just too much. It's a problem. But then you'll go to the baby concert. And every lyric, every every word verbatim, you know the song better than he do. Because he high. And forgetting shit. And pointing the mic at the at the crowd. For you to do the song even though you paid well hell let me just say Tanache did that too but she can do that okay cuz she ain't on this fuck shit we we love we love Tanache <laughs> but y'all get what I'm saying so i'm hanging up on Dave Chappelle and you you, got, you listen you, black men and and anyone else not not just black men i just i'm i'm because i'm in commun- community with black men Mostly. Um, and that this platform um, speaks to the black community, mostly, not entirely. Okay. Because I got some white listeners. I got, I got, have other listeners, Hispanic listeners, listeners from all over. Not a whole lot, but I appreciate it. And I see y'all listening. So I don't want to ever be that guy who's not being inclusive, but you guys know what I'm saying. And then further, and, and let's just be clear if we can see black queer and gay people and trans people particularly trans black trans women and black trans men if we can find a way to see them as the humans that they are that's the starting point that's the starting point i know a lot of y'all don't want to hear it <laughs> and a lot and, and it may be uncomfortable and i listen I'm, I'm having go back to the conversation I had with Booney. I can't wait to talk to her again. This is going to be a process and it's going to take work. But we got to be honest. We got to be honest about where we came from. We got to be honest about where we are in order to know and understand fully where we're going. Well, that concludes this episode of this week. I think I have talked y'all's ear off enough, but I do enjoy these episodes where I can just like put my headphones on, get the microphone, hit record, and just talk to y'all. I feel like I'm just talking to y'all. So I appreciate it. And, And again, I will be bringing a guest on Tony the Lightworker off of Instagram for next week's episode. So be sure to check it out. Thank you for tuning in to the Hunga Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast from a Black queer perspective. I'm your host and producer, Eric Cole, and you can follow this show on your favorite podcasting and social media platform by searching at Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. And don't forget, click that link in the profile and you can get to the merch store and also have access to all the episodes of season four. I appreciate y'all listening. Be safe, and I'll see you next week. Peace. Hey, word up, y'all. This is your girl, Mama Roo. And this little girl right here ain't scared of nobody. So if you got anything to say to me, you can say it to my mother tucking face or send it to my mother or hit me up on my mother-tuckin' MySpace. I Dan, And this little bitch right here We'll freaking park your car, driver. So if you got anything to say, you can say it to me. And if you want to bump, let's go, because I ain't scared of your mother-tucking ass. I right, then, bitch, later.